Good morning and welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today's my esteemed pleasure to have on. He's an educator. He's a journalist. He's Marcos Papadados. How are you today? Good. Yourself? Very good, thank you. How did I take care of your last name? Papadados. Very good. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. How you holding up today through all this winter stuff and this pandemic stuff and everything else? It's staying in there. It's a lot of snow. <laughs> How much snow did you get up there? Probably about a foot. Ooh, man. <laughs> so tell me something. I mean, man, you know, so thank you for coming on the show, but what got you into the educational field and into the entertainment field? What was your guidance in that, man? I just started writing in my college newspaper because they were looking for writers, and at the time, there was a hiring piece going on for education, so I decided to give journalism a chance, and I loved it. Nice. What swerved you into the fields that you uh, cover? Because, man, I mean, you've you've been a who's who of who you've interviewed. Yeah. I just, uh, here in New York, there's like four shows back pre-COVID. There's like four to five shows that happen every night. So you have like a choice. It's nice. It's a good position to be in. So it's fun. I just, yeah. So you just, you just enjoyed going out all of a sudden and writing these pieces and interviewing these people? And yeah, we're sharing stories. I think of myself as a storyteller. Oh, okay. Who were your influences growing up that would pull you into the direction of the educational field you got in? I love the Ron Clark. Remember the Ron Clark movie? I just thought that was so cool that uh, he did so much for so much, all these kids. And I was like, that was, and Mr. Rogers, all those people. Oh, yeah, definitely huge, huge influences and people that carry on today. And I feel, yeah. I feel they'll be touched forever on that part. Is that kind of what got you rolling on the aspect and feeding off of that? Yes, for sure. Like, I wanted to make a positive impact through my writing because that's what I pride myself. I'm the anti-TMZ journalist. That's what people gravitate towards. Like, for me, it's like real reporting. It's like real journalism, real news. I, I love that because, you know, we don't focus on the negative stuff going on out there. You know, we focus on, you know, what's going on. Obviously, even with, like, you coming on the show, our listeners are getting a few minutes away from the real world, and we want our guests to share what they're doing and how, you know, in, in their particular respective field. Yeah. You know, and that's why, but, man, you got quite the who's who in the last 14, 15 years of interviewing people. I mean, for over 14,000, you know, original articles, man, that's a lot of writing, buddy. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, tell, tell us some of your favorite interviews you've done. Stevie Nicks. Oh, man, fantastic from Fleetwood Mac. That's great. Yes. I mean, you have any memories off of uh, really cool about interviewing her? Oh, yeah, we just spoke about the new single, how, like, we both love poetry and all that stuff. It was really interesting. It was really awesome. That's one of my favorites today. Uh, just, she's one of my favorite entertainers, so, man, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so great. So many great ones. Is, is, there, what, was, is there people on the list that you sit there and go, man, I am I, I looked forward so much to getting this, and then you get there and say, wow, this is a home run. It was even better than you thought? Yeah, like when I first started, like uh, I really liked talking to Joe Jonas like 10 years ago at the time because back then the Jonas Brothers were so big, and I'm like, if he can be nice, then like uh, I could I could stay in this field. It's like right. it was like a nice reassurement. Yeah, and, and he's a really laid back cat. So I've only met him twice. Sweetheart, yeah, really laid back guy. He's at the mall. I saw him, you know, turn around. Some people come up to him, and 
He signed off. He just bought a awesome new car and parked in California. He was out there, and but I'll tell you, the couple fans recognized him. He was with his girl, and man, I'll tell you what, it was really cool to just see him. Just hey, man, okay, thank you. Couple selfies, and he was on his way. And I said, you know, a lot of people would have had a mob of security and everything with it. And like you said, about ten years ago, he's on top of the world. Exactly. I was like, if they could be good, or he could be good. It's like, oh, it gives me faith. It gives me hope. Yeah, exactly, and I and I love that because I love pointing that out there because you know when when you hit the that stratospheric areas up there, you know to sit there and see somebody that comes over or they inter you know they do an interview with you and they're just hey man how you doing I'm doing all right and and you're just it makes it so much easier I feel don't you think? Absolutely, it gives yeah absolutely. You know now now as far as the fact of the writing aspect of it is, I mean man that's a lot of writing about a lot of stars. <laughs> I mean, and and you look at the ideas. You've gone every all over the map. You've gone from country music stars to to Academy Award winners to everything. I mean, you know, it is really cool from the past to the present. I mean, it, it's is it just because it's entertainment? I just yeah, I can go from children's music to like uh, country music, to gospel music, to rap, to hip hop, to heavy metal. It's just. I'm not going to turn down anybody just because of uh, what genre they represent. I just want to, you can find inspiration in everything, I feel, and I always want to get something out of everyone. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you've got Olympic gold medalists, you've got television, yes. you know, Emmys, I mean, you know, Emmy winners and everything else. I think that's what's really cool about it, man. When I was reading your bio earlier, I was like, you know, this is really cool, you know, and, and when Barry sent it over to me, I looked at it and said, man, this is, I dig this because this is what we do, and I, I love the idea that you're, you know, making it and just keep adding adding things up and going out and having a good time doing it. How has it held you back a little bit now with the pandemic? I'm busier than ever, to be honest, because I feel like uh, all the publics are on their computers sending requests, so they right. have me at their disposal. Yeah, so I'm thriving. I can't complain. It's like, who to say no to every day because of the time constraints? <laughs> right. That's my biggest problem. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's funny. You would sit there and say before, well, I'm, well, I'm really busy now, but now all of a sudden you're you're, you're at your house or your office and and, and they're yeah. coming in. You're like, well, I can't do 15 in a week. <laughs> you can't fit the yeah. time in there. You know, you just can't. But and, and, and I love that aspect. But do you miss the uh, live events or have you really adapted? Of course. Well? I miss them so much because now I feel like everything I'm writing about is about stuff getting canceled or postponed. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely understand that for sure. Now, now, yeah. what the aspect of it is, are, are you a big people person as far as like, you know, you love to get out to those live events and love to get right up in the middle of it? Because I, I sure miss that. Very extroverted. Yeah, I love that stuff. I live for that stuff. I just love uh, the energy and the crowd and all that stuff, the excitement, the, the instant gratification live. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely from that. But now with, with you taking care of it and doing it, you know, basically inside and stuff like it is, I mean, are you finding you know, your passion for writing to even get more excelled? Yes. I think uh, thriving now because now I like have more time to be creative. Like I even looked into different types of writing, which I hadn't done in like 20 years. So it was nice. Oh, man. Tell me a little bit about that, please, if you will. Yeah. During quarantine, are you... There was not much to do, so I just took on writing poetry. Nice. Any any particular areas you study in or you enjoy? Any what? I'm sorry? Uh, any particular areas of poetry, any particular people you enjoy? Free verse. You know, uh, people, uh, I love um, uh, 
Frost. Um, no, nothing like putting Robert you on the spot. Frost. Robert Frost. Robert Frost. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> hey, man, I put you on the spot with that one. Sorry, brother. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. You know. Nah, man, it's as laid back as can be on, on our show, my friend. You know, you can just put your feet back and relax. It's on cruise control. Thank you. <laughs> you know? yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's okay. I've had brain freezes right in the middle of my own doggone show, so that's okay. So, I mean. Yeah. No, here, it's like crazy. It's like, you look out the window, you're like, you're trapped. So, you're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the parking lot right now outside of my place, and it's, it's just one good sheet of ice and about six inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can dig it. I understand it. Nobody's going anywhere if they have any sense right now. You know? Nothing. Yeah, you can't even get, a, get out the front door. So yeah. Right. So now, do you find a difference in your styles of interviews from interviewing, you know, a pop star to a rock star to a legend to a gold medalist? I mean, because you're all over the board. Do you? Do you? Feel, yeah. Do you change up a lot? Yeah, because I feel like uh, for the athletes, I have to do more research because I have to know like my stats and the times it's a lot more like compared to music at this point i can do it in my sleep it's right. like second nature athletes have to be on my game like have to know like uh, the latest trends and you know with the olympics coming up that's why it's like the sports are the things to watch now hopefully if they happen in uh tokyo so yeah yeah so I, like, I, that's a good that's a great point and, and because things are changing and, and, and evolving so much in the Olympics, I would sit there and say, "Man, that's got a full. That's a that's kind of like a full time job when you're going to interview an Olympian that's going to yeah. back to the Olympics." And it's crazy because some of them, you know, a lot of them are down lately because you know they're upset. There's not that many competitions. They're like so down. So it's like you have to like try to get them to like boost up their spirits, which I've noticed the last year or so. I guess it is really hard, man. I mean, because you it know, is. I mean, look, if you're used to you know competing in. And, you know, as being a former professional athlete, you know, I mean, I, if you're used to competing in a bunch of different uh, areas and then all of a sudden, you know, you're cut down to three or whatever, that's not, or maybe just down to one, that's got to be really hard. And no sponsor money coming in, so I get it for them. It's, it's, it's tough. Wow. Yeah, that's another thing I think people that people aren't considering. I'm glad you brought that up. Of course. Um, yeah, it's yeah, that's really amazing uh, to, to think about the battle that you have to do without the sponsors because that's what pays the bills when you're training. Yeah. like Swimmers, I love interviewing Olympic swimmers. They're like my favorite because they're like so much younger than me. They're like in their early 20s or late teens. And what they put themselves through, every workout is just crazy. It's just insane. Give me a couple of Olympic swimmers you've interviewed, my friend. Caleb Dressel, Ryan Lochte, Ryan Murphy, Michael Andrew, Nathan Adrian, Lenny Kreiselberg, Rowdy Gaines. Nice, nice man. You just got you just got a, a, a top who's who on the on the people to score out there, man. I mean, do you think that um, your opinion right now? You think that there's going to be a, a an Olympics this year in Tokyo? I think so. At least from a swimming standpoint, that's the safest. With the chlorine, I don't think they have much to worry about. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I have I haven't been able to be on top of it the way I normally do with the Olympics. Part of it isn't checking it out. So you know, I was gonna. I, I'm asking a man who's got a little bit more of an in in it right now that I've that I've got into it. And I haven't dove. I'm into hoping it because I want to go. Uh, I want to cover the Olympic trials in Nebraska, whether it's in person or via Zoom this June, because I was so looking forward to that last year. Right. Because I feel the Olympic trials in America are like harder than the actual Olympics because. The competition here, just to get those two or three spots in every race, is just incredible. Every college here, like every major college, like Cal Berkeley, Cal Stanford, and like Florida, 
We have like 30 amazing athletes for men's side and female side. It's like, who's going to get those two spots? It's crazy. Yeah, that, that is amazing because, I mean, it, it is shark-infested waters when it comes to swimming. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a true battle, you know, and, and once upon a time, I, I loved really, I mean, you know, watching sw- swimming all the way back in the day. I mean, I remember watching Mark Spitz win his championships. Matt, yes. Matt, 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 I love, Matt, I love Mark Spitz. You know, Matt Biondi when he came in, you know, and. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and, and then, well, Matt Biondi was the next guy to come along, you know, and then all of a sudden then you got Michael Phelps that came into the whole match, and there's a whole bunch of guys I'm leaving out in between there, you know. Yeah. But I mean, yes. I mean, it, it, it's it's a great sport, and to sit there and think, oh my gosh, you know, man, you know, to that people don't realize that they think that there's this, you know, list that's right down to oh, there's the top, you know, and I don't know how many how many it is to competing in and in a particular an individual event, but wow, it's just only this many. No, they don't realize that there was a hundred times that competing to get to that spot. Yeah, like the women's backstroke race for the top hundred has like. 103 amazing female athletes competing for those two, three, two spots. That's crazy, man. If I had to do a backstroke yeah. for a living, man, I'd, I'd be on the unemployment line. <laughs> I, mean, I have so like, much respect for them. <laughs> I mean, you, know. you have Olivia Smoliga. You have Regan Smith, who's 17 and a world record holder, probably 18 by now, and Kathleen Baker. And they're like, plus all the other newcomers, and they're all vying for those same two spots to make the team. It's crazy. That that's that's crazy because at one one just shift one bad race, it can be it. You know, I mean, one yeah. bad heat that that can be all, and and that's and it is a lot because I mean, and swimmers are really hard trainers. I mean, I think people don't give yeah. enough credit to how hard swimmers train. Oh, they're between the two hours and they get up at four thirty to do the five hour, five o'clock workouts for two hours, and one of those is like torture enough, and then they have to do, you know, a Land work, oh gosh, uh, land, uh, weight training, all that stuff. Forgot right. the term for it. Land, dry land, dry land. I'm dry sorry, land. dry land. Then they have to go back and oh, it's just crazy. It's just my hat goes off to them. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. You know, and I'm glad you you know dropping some of those names out there, sharing with some of the people, and it yeah. makes me when I go back, even when I listen to the show after we're done, and when the Olympics come up, you know, I'll, I'll probably go back and listen to it again. And say, man, Marcos and I were talking about these yeah. cats, and I want to see how they do now. <laughs> you know? Look for Caleb Dressel to sweep the Olympics if they happen this year. Caleb's the guy to watch. Woo, man! I'm glad you let me up on it. I'm gonna have to go check him out. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate he, he, that. Uh, he beat up. Uh, he expunged several. He obliterated several of Michael Phelps' world records recently. Really? Yeah, Caleb Dressel. That's the name to to watch. Man, I'm, I'm gonna check him out. I appreciate that. Thank you on that one. That's yeah. awesome. You know, <clears throat> and I love that because the fact that you're on top of it so much. Talking about swimming, and you and I are looking out at snow. <laughs> you know? He's gonna cream everybody else. I feel that's why I feel bad. Who's versing him in a in freestyle and butterfly? Because he's gonna cream them. They don't even realize how bad they're gonna lose to him. Wow, man, that's yeah. an endorsement right there, buddy. I I, I can't wait to check this Amazing. cat out. And you know that that's yeah. awesome. Now you know as far as the fact of you, what do you have coming up for interviews for you? What do you what do you what are you working on right now? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people that are the nominations came out, so I'm uh, trying to see who's going to make the top five or six or seven that they end up every year. Now, now, as far as the fact of now, there's some really big names on there, and you know, I yeah. mean, so what do you think? What do you think right now? I mean, you know that because you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people 
that aren't in there, and I just shake my head, and I go, my God, you know. Yeah. How are they not in there? So It's crazy. It's just a matter of taste every time. It's just about who's voting, and it's, it's a little political, but yeah, it's just about, uh, I don't know. It's, nobody can calculate that formula. Like, last year, I only, like, one or two from that list that I picked made it in there, so. It's crazy. Who'd you who'd you pick off of last year's list, man? Like I was hoping Pat Benatar would make it, uh, Dave Matthews, because you know they got the most fan votes as well. Right. And I was hoping Soundgarden would make it, Doobie Brothers. Doobie's made it, but uh, I was shocked that so many. And one of my all-time favorites hasn't made it in yet, Todd Rundgren. But it just goes to show that it's just uh, what people are voting every time. So yeah. Yeah, good buddy, just good buddy of mine, Eric Dull, just had him on uh, the show yesterday. Todd Rundgren on the show Best. yesterday. You know, he's he's the king. He's like the chief architect of rock and roll. He's produced everybody from the Beatles to you name it. Right. It, it is, and I won't get into the political aspect of things, but you know, Pat Benatar not in the Hall of Fame is just nuts. Yeah. I mean, Tina Turner. He has like four Grammys that are, have the word rock in the title. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a great point. I like that. You know, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, Looking at the Chuck Cons and, and, and the Tina Turners, to sit there and think yeah. that Tina's still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame blows my mind. She's in there, but she's with Ike. That was in 1990. I guess that's why they held off and putting her as a solo forever, because her and Carol King are both in there with their ex-husbands, but that's like, once for songwriting and once for... Performer, as yeah. As a duo with Ike, so yeah, I get it. But yeah, they should be there solo, like my girl Stevie Nicks, so yeah. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Oh, Stevie definitely belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, without a doubt, man. I mean, that's... that's The first woman to be inducted twice was Stevie, so that was amazing. Yeah, that... that And, and it's kind of, I guess he covers grounds, and there's so many great talents. But what, so what do you think of some of the uh, nominees this year? Mary J. Blige, I mean, you know, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters... Go-Go's. I love Kate Bush, but I don't think with in a loaded category like that, it's probably not going to happen. Maybe she'll need like five more years because, again, she had she's a great artist, songwriter, but she only had one tour in her life, and she's not one that's out there promoting herself anymore, so I don't see voters swinging it into her favor. So I'm guessing this year it's probably going to be Carol King, Foo Fighters, Tina Turner... And then the other three could be anybody at this rate. Who knows? Like, I, I'd love, I'd love for Iron Maiden to make it in there because I don't feel heavy metal has gotten that, that nice treatment from the Rock Hall, except for Metallica and Black Sabbath. So that'll be cool. Yeah, Iron Maiden would be a good, 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 uh, amazing introduction. They put on amazing live shows. They're like, it's like wow, it's like massive, and the fans, they're just so good. Bruce Dickinson and everybody, yeah. Oh, abs- absolutely, yeah. They're definitely. What about on like the other, uh, like the New York, I mean, like the New York Dolls or Chuck Khan or LL Cool J? You know, LL Cool J. I mean, you know, he's he's. Right I love LL. Those. I love him. He's gotten six nominations. He's getting closer every year. So if they put either him or Jay Z, if they go for the rap, one of them will make it in or hip hop. I'm but sorry, I, think I would Mary go. G. is too new for that, so I don't think they're gonna induct her. I'd like to see Shaka go in there because he has like six or seven nominations now so and so be on the list every year so yeah yeah you know i i think if you go for rap you got to go for ll over over uh jay-z um nothing nothing. i love ll he's definitely if they go yeah it should be ll because yeah todd's badass i mean you know he, he he has been doing it for a long time 
Uh, he's a really good influence. I mean, not not like I said, nothing against yeah. Jay Z. I just think that you know I would go with LL first, and because Jay Z's going to get in eventually. Yeah, like for the again in five years, I think it's going to be a, a great class of twenty twenty five. Yeah. That's a great. That's a that's a great. Uh, you and I are going to come back around to that conversation in a year or two because I bet you you're absolutely yeah. going to be right. You know, in a few years, that 2025 class is going to be just amazing. And so, I'm sure Pat Benatar will make it in before then because everybody's talking about how they got neglected from last year, getting the most fan votes. I don't see how you can keep Pat out. You know, I mean, I just yeah. uh, man, I mean, she she tears it up and. You know, and everything else. I'm shocked Susie Quattro didn't get a nomination. She's like, the, she's the first woman to start it all. There wouldn't be any of these women without Susie Quattro. And, and, with, and, with, and with Joan Jett and that whole mix of it, Susie Quattro, yeah. well, people, a lot of people outside of, uh, you know, music don't recognize the name. And yeah. they just associate her, or they associate her with Happy Days or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they, they don't realize that, you know, where she began and uh, I think she's originally from Canada or something, right? One of those, because I, I know she did, like, I don't know if it was Australia or England. That's why the out-of-U.S. status, so yeah. And, and I think that kind of, that's that's like that Warren Moon thing, this five great caps kind of hold against his record, you know, or yeah. Ichiro, you know, kind of like, you know, that their, their numbers would be way up there even more than they already are, but they're out of the country. You know, sure. you know, and I think that kind of, you know, held against, even even though anyone in the rock and roll music business will sit there and not, you know, will give huge props to Susie if they know who she is, which is anybody with any salt knows who she is. Yeah, that's the first person they want before themselves. They'd be like, the Runaways would rather Susie gets in before them. They're like, it's not a rock and roll thing without her. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty rough, but I mean, I you know that that part of it is, and that's why some of it, you know, we we people get hot about it, you know, and I understand that. I mean, when I look at the list, every once in a while, you know, you go, and I'm sure you've done it, Marcus, where you go and you look at that list and you say, "Who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?" And you go, "Oh my God, it's like a thousand people. It's crazy." <laughs> I mean, Ten you know, that that's 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 like when I sit there and you see somebody that carries home 15 Grammys and Elvis has got four. <laughs> you know? yeah. and I go, I'm shocked Link Ray isn't in there who's like uh, who's like without him most people most of the legends wouldn't have picked up a guitar Link Ray from right. the 50s with Rumble that guitar instrumental yeah that and, and that's a, that's a great that's a great bring up there and, and see that's the thing is I feel that a lot of those people they don't get that carry you know they don't get that uh, endorsement because maybe it was pre-tapes pre-TV yeah. pre everything and, and, and I'm sure you know this, back in the day, up until about 87 or 88 even, a lot of the local shows who pushed all these superstars retaped over their uh, shows weekly. And so a lot of those things were destroyed all the way up until the 80s because they just, you know, because they bicycle them around town. And then all of a sudden, then they'd have to use them again. And okay, fine. Well, they had, you know, 10 reels or whatever it was, and they were so expensive, and they just go over and take... So a lot of these people that you and I would sit there and say, oh, man, this person from 1955 is incredible. And they go, uh, I have no idea who that is. My grandfather said something about him, whatever. But you can't even find him on YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, I feel like every year, the people, less people know about those older people. So, yeah. I think that's a great point. I think you just said it. Every year, a little less is known about certain stars because of and, and how big they were back in the day. You know, and those daily, you know, the, those TV shows that come on 
that, uh, you know, every day, and I can't, I'm just drawing a blank of it, but it's almost like Bandstand, but they were like daily TV shows that people would watch coming home from school or something that had on these amazing acts that you would never hear, you know, I found an old tape of Bill Haley in the comments not too long ago on one of the afternoon shows in Philadelphia, and it was it was so bad, and they said this was restored, and I'm thinking, geez, you know, how many more of these are out there of all these legends that we'll never see? You know, so that's really, I mean, you know, that's that's something. See, and people like yourself, you bring these to force, you know, you know, to foresight right now and bring up these uh, people and these names. I think that's really cool because of the fact that in music and education, that brings up somebody might go look up a certain person that you just brought up or that you and I are speaking about right now that maybe they had no idea. Well, like with the Keith Bush, there's uh, all these artists that cover her these days, and they don't realize that running. Through the Hills is like her original song. It's interesting. Wait a minute, I didn't hear you, my friend. Say that again. Now, uh, a lot of artists are covering uh, Kate Bush and like doing remakes of her song, like Running Through the Hills, that one. Right, yes. Yes. And then uh, that gives an interest to the original artist again. Absolutely, without a doubt. Who are, who are, give me, give me three of your favorites for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, buddy. I, you got me going on that one. So give me three of your favorites. I'm going to do three underdogs. Let's say LL Cool J, I'll say Todd Rundgren, and I'll say Iron Maiden. Nice, nice, nice. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be a great induction right there. I like that. You, 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 it's eclectic, you know, and it covers other genres, so it's not just like a pop hall of fame. It's like more eclectic and it's like influence-wise. Now, do you think, I mean, Mary J. Blige, you know, I don't think she'll get in this year, but I think next year or the year after she'll get in. Probably 2025 again, because it's her first nomination before. Shaka should be there before, because Very true. she was an influence on Mary J, so yeah. Right, absolutely. I like that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Mary J's, but I mean, like you said, you got Shaka first, and it's still kind of crazy that Shaka's not in, so it would kind of go backwards. And so, Dionne yeah. Warwick's on the list this year, Dionne Warwick. Yeah, I saw her, and again, a little bit surprised that she's not in either. I mean, that list kind of gets you, and I know you can only you know induct so many people. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of, it, it's hard to, you know, because if you inject, induct too many people, then you cannot, uh, you know, then it takes away from, you know, focusing on it, you know, a handful. But I mean, I like that. Give, give me like three that you'd like to see in that aren't on this list that you think that it really should be on in. Pat Benatar, Susie Quattro, Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge. That's a great choice, man. That's a great She writes her stuff, you know, she plays the guitar, she's uh She's a, she's a trailblazer from the late 80s, early 90s. It's like, you know, her and Alanis Morissette someday with the Jagged Little Pill album, remember? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's kind of like, she was kind of like the modern-day Lita Ford. Yes. Oh, Lita Ford should be in there, too, whether it's solo or as a Runaways because she's the queen of metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, really kick-ass, you know, player, you know, entertainer, singer, the whole deal. So, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And I, 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 guess I, I guess I thought that she was in. I guess that was one I missed myself. I just assumed that she was in, and I guess maybe it was just, maybe I saw her name. Was she nominated before? She might have. She might have. Maybe with the, with because the, Joan Jack got so many nominations, so maybe one of those. Right, yeah. I just I guess I saw her name, so sometimes it just sticks out. You think maybe they, yes. they're already in, you know, and stuff, but it is. So with with you working on this uh, Hall of Fame list, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame list, that's really cool. Do you do you sit there and you look at it and say, "Oh man," are you also working on like 
you're looking at the entertainment field in regards to the fact of the Oscars or, or the CMAs yeah. or, you know. Emmy Awards, Oscars, whatever, whatever. Even I, today I did one on the Screen Actors Guild, believe it or not, like a prediction piece. It was interesting. That's very cool. Hey, so I'm going to ask you a question because I have not seen it, but I've heard rave reviews about it. Uh, a Night in Miami, have you seen the movie? Yes, excellent. So I'm a big Sam Cooke fan, so I heard the guy sing. So what did you think? Of the guy who sings, uh, you know, Sam Cooke. That was really good. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was lip synced, if it was real, but that was a good job. No, he really sung it. That, that part oh, I do wow. know. Yeah, that part wow. I really do know. That that was yeah. But I just love, I love Regina King, and she did, she did a great job directing it. Yeah, I, I've heard the movie's fantastic, and that's why I was yeah. like, I, I wanted to sit there scene. I'm going to check it out this weekend, and I've been hammered. Good, but, you like it. Hammered to go see it, and you know, and of course, huge fans of everybody involved in that. So I couldn't wait to go. I figured I'd hit you up and see if you if you looked at it and you saw. It. Yeah, no, I definitely do, do know that the guy sung uh, Sam Cooke, so that was what was crazy. Um, nice. Now, as far as other things you're working on right now that you know people can go look at, what can they go look at, my friend? Digitaljournal.com, and they'll see like anything music or entertainment or sports is mostly mine. So yeah. That's incredible. Now, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? I mean, we're in 46 countries, man, and I know people are going to love this interview. They're going to love, uh, you know, the things you cover because, you know, these are a lot of the things that, you know, are, I'm, I'm huge fans of myself and love to cover. So tell us a little bit of – just tell, our, tell your fans and our fans out there, man, what they should go look and see in you. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Power Journalist, one word, Power Journalist. At fourteen thousand, you know, uh, covers, man. That that's a lot of numbers. That's definitely a power journalist, brother. <laughs> that's why they call me that. Plus, I I do them so quick. That's why they call me the power journalist. I got you. I got you. And, and so you're all over social media. I, I I got Instagram like almost a year ago. I'm behind on that, but I I think the swimmers got me into that because all the whole swimming community is on Instagram. I'm like, fine, I'll give in for you guys. So yeah. <laughs> That is awesome, man. See, now I got to go back, and now you're going to have me doing my homework on this Olympic swimmer that's going to going to take over. Great, Caleb Dressel, yeah, it's my boy. Man, Wait, that, but, uh, that is incredible. He's going for seven gold medals, so let's see how many he does. Man, that's a lot of hardware, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Is there if there, if there's one thing you want to share out there to a young journalist? And somebody who's kind of you know breaking their teeth, cutting their teeth in, in in the business. What would you share with them? Start early. Get get your foot in the door any way you can. Whether it's a junior high school or a high school or college newspaper, that's what changed my life. For me, it was college. But yeah, write as much as you can. Keep a portfolio of your work because you. The more you build, the more people are likely to listen to you. That's that's what it's all about. It's all about networking and uh, putting yourself out there at an early age. I love that, man. I love that. Tell me what you've been doing away from music and sports and everything, all, all your work. What have you been doing to relax? What's your, what's your kicker, man? When you put your feet up, are you Netflixing it? Or are you going for walks? It's <laughs> funny because I, I'd, be, I'd be watching stuff that eventually I'd have to write a review about. But it's, <laughs> for me, it's it's nice because I could just look at something and remember it. Then the next day I could just write the review from memory, which is nice. So, yeah, I love watching at night like Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu. Is there any shows that have reached out to you that you said, "Oh man, that's that's really awesome"? I love the you know the digital series, you know, like The Bay, Studio City, After Forever. They're nice and short. And it's nice. They're like a 
not that long episode, so it's nice. Very it's cool. Easy to binge watch. Very yeah. cool. And and away from away from work because I do the same thing you do, man. If I catch a series on something, I'm like, oh man, I gotta say it's something true. about it. So away from entertainment, what do you do, man? I enjoy like when the weather's nice. I like walking around the track and field because you know swimming and track and field are like my other passions to cover. So it's like I could walk four miles in a day. It's nice. It's like that's when I leave my cell phone at home and I just go walking. It's nice. That's cool, man. Enjoy the fresh air and what's what's given yeah. us, man. I like that a lot. Man, it has been such a pleasure having you on, man. I, I'll tell Likewise. you what, please, please come back on the show, uh, you know, in the future. I'd be honored. Thank you for taking the time. And, and please give give everybody a shout-out where they can find you out on social media. Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Power Journalist. One word. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Lifebox Media Channel has had the pleasure of having a Marcos Papadados on the Lifebox Media Channel, man, you go check them out. Thank you, my friend. You have a safe, wonderful day, and you and I will talk soon. Yes, thank you. Take care, buddy. Lifebox Media Channel, we are out.